0: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MNWR's weekly briefing for the week of September 19, 2022. In this week's episode, I'll discuss findings from four MNWR reports, ranging on topics from monkeypox and a young infant to the use of recommended healthcare measures to prevent sickle cell anemia complications in children. I'll also discuss two new reports that shed light on norovirus outbreaks and reporting. The first report describes monkeypox in a young infant. As of September 19, 27 confirmed cases of monkeypox in pediatric patients younger than 16 have been reported in the United States during the 2022 outbreak clinical presentations of monkeypox in children is similar to adults, although children might be at greater risk for severe disease. In August 2022, the Florida Department of Health was notified of a suspected case of monkeypox in an infant younger than two months. The infant was initially seen in a Florida emergency department with a raised red rash on the arms, legs, and torso. Two days later, the rash had progressed to other parts of the body, including the eyelid, face, and soles of the feet. The infant was admitted to the hospital, tested positive for monkeypox, and was treated with oral tecovirimat and intravenous vaccinia immune globulin. The infant tolerated the treatments well, remained stable throughout admission, and fully recovered. The infant had a caregiver who reported activities that put him at high risk for monkeypox, He also had monkeypox symptoms. The public health investigation suggests the infant was exposed through routine household and caregiving activities, including sharing bed linens and being held. Clinicians should consider monkeypox infection as a diagnosis in pediatric patients with pus or fluid-filled rashes and be aware of the possibility of household transmission when criteria are met for these patients. The second report looks at the use of recommended health measures to prevent sickle cell anemia complications in children and teens. Sickle cell anemia is associated with serious complications and reduced life expectancy. Nine in ten cases occur among Black or African American people. Thus, racism and existing health care disparities compound barriers to care for people with sickle cell anemia. Among children and teens with sickle cell anemia, transcranial Doppler ultrasound screening identifies elevated risk for stroke, while hydroxyurea therapy can reduce the occurrence of several life-threatening complications. Since 2014, both have been recommended by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to prevent or reduce complications in these children and teens. Although there has been modest increases in both ultrasound screening and hydroxyurea use since the recommendations were issued, fewer than half of children and teens with sickle cell anemia receive these potentially life-saving interventions. Preventing complications from sickle cell anemia requires strategies to reduce racism and healthcare disparities. Healthcare providers should implement quality care strategies And partner with patients, families, and community-based organizations to address barriers to care. The last two reports look at norovirus outbreaks. The first looks at an outbreak that occurred among rafters and backpackers in Grand Canyon National Park. And the second focuses on national data on norovirus outbreaks. Norovirus outbreaks are common across the country. Norovirus spreads easily, especially when people have close contact and less access to hand-washing, such as while backpacking or rafting. The largest known outbreak in the Grand Canyon National Park backcountry occurred among at least 200 rafters and backpackers from April through June 2022. In May, CDC was notified about a rising number of backcountry visitors to the Grand Canyon experiencing symptoms of a stomach illness. Reported symptoms included vomiting, diarrhea, and nausea. Evidence suggests that norovirus was the cause of illness. Strong partnerships with river outfitters, national park staff, and local public health officials enabled early and rapid implementation of outbreak control measures. Prevention and control of future norovirus outbreaks should include symptom screening before the trip starts, water disinfection, strict compliance with hygiene and sanitation protocols, including washing hands with soap and water, rapid illness reporting, and prompt separation of people who are ill from people who are not. In 2012, CDC established the Norovirus Sentinel Testing and Tracking Network, known as Norostat, to improve surveillance for norovirus outbreaks in the United States. The 12 Neurostat participating states are required to report norovirus outbreaks to CDC within seven business days. Outbreaks are defined as two or more cases of illness associated with a common exposure. Most outbreaks are spread by person-to-person contact with a person sick with norovirus. Beginning in January, 2022, norovirus outbreaks in the United States began approaching pre-pandemic levels. During 2021 and 2022, the number of outbreaks reported was nearly three times the number of outbreaks during the previous year. Prevention measures taken during the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic, such as facility closures, social distancing, and increased hand hygiene, were likely effective in preventing norovirus outbreaks, thorough hand-washing, and proper cleaning and disinfection of contaminated surfaces can help prevent the spread of norovirus. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports, go to cdc.gov mmwr and subscribe for free to have MMWR delivered to your inbox. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit CDC.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.